Well, that was very abrupt. Like I thought we were gonna fade out. You know what? I usually do, but I was a little late because I was talking about some off. I'm about to say off camera. But off topic. Yeah, off topic. Um. Either way, welcome back to the Mind of Monty podcast with your host Monty G and I Mo. Today we've got a quick. It should be. I. It should be a quick. <laughs> Uh, podcast for you. We're just gonna go over um, soccer genesis that took place on April eighth. Yeah. Um, and all of the the great things surrounding that. It's been a good week now. Good at week least, or, at least, pretty a much week. a week. Yeah. Um. So let's let's get into it. Nine days, I guess, to be accurate. It's the sixteenth. Oh, no, not even nine. So it's eight days. So I was right. A little over a week. So yeah. Let's go. Like you said, uh, starting off with the very confusing. Uh, opening tag match. <laughs> yes, the first the first match was the Shinichi Champion Grand Prix Celebration Match, six man tag match. It the the participants would would be or were revealed yeah, when they made when they their, made their entrance. So no one knew who it was, including not the crowd, including the people in the ring, and uh, they didn't know whose team they were on. No, yeah, we didn't even know how the team. They didn't at first didn't even realize how the teams were put together. Also. Uh, they're celebrating a new TV series, but I didn't. I'm not. I didn't listen. I, I skipped a lot of Chris Charlton's explanation to get to the match because, again, I was confused. <laughs> but again, uh, so it was a great reason for this. I, I think, this yes. is, like you said, this is a celebration. But uh, like you said, the the hidden twist of the people competing being random and the way the teams are put together. And that was completely random. Truly, that was what made this match hilarious for an opening match. Like, I know we were talking about it. Usually, if it's if it's young lines, you kind of know the result and you can skip through, like, the little the high points, right? Not this yeah. one. You had to stay there the whole time because it was just, cra- just foolery. Anyway, let's get into who's on team. We got Yo and Desperado and Tanahashi. Right. Taking on the Great Okan. Toriyano and Minoru Suzuki. And uh again, most of Tanahashi's team seems be pretty you know, yo and yo and Tana can be trusted to be on the same page. They're friendly. But then you throw it off with Despy and Despy and Yo Hate Yeah, they don't other. like each other. And then, then and then Toriyano was just sandwiched in between two guys that I don't know how I don't know if Oka or if Suzuki likes anyone really to be honest, other than you know their stable mates and even sometimes I guess they would probably fight them if you know we saw Suzuki had no problem tying up with uh, Despy here in this situation. So uh, Yano was just terrified, basically begging the uh, ring announcer who I think she booked the match, but I don't I don't know if she booked it or if the fans voted again. I'm not really sure about that part. So uh, I don't want to assert either way, but he was really, really mad at the ring announcer for, and like sad. He's like, "Why are you putting Suzuki in here with, with Oka? Oka hates Yano's guts as he should. We'll never forget the many times Yano has fooled Oka." And over the reason the years. why Oka and, has to cut his hair, right? And Suzuki uh, just always tortures uh, Yano for being a joke. Yes, basically. Uh, but yeah, this match was so much random fun. It was very entertaining. Uh, both teams being super dysfunctional. Uh, Okan and Suzuki could not get along. Uh, to the point to where they just dropped out of the match fighting. Uh, Yano would, did not want to tag in. I think part of that, part of the reason why uh, Oka and and Suzuki was like screw this match is because at first they were just left in there with basically no partner. 
because Oka didn't want to work with Suzuki and Yano was afraid to get in. And then when Suzuki finally got out and Oka got in, it was basically the same thing. And they finally convinced Yano to get in the ring. And uh, that's when Desperado <laughs> and Yo's issues kind of came yep. to a head because Tanahashi tried his Tried as much as he tried desperately. He really did. He was like, Y'all gonna work to get together. his team to work together. <laughs> right. He and really he did. No. But yeah, yo slapping the taste out of Despy's mouth kind of ruined any chances of that. Yeah. And that chaos, you know, led to the finish, which made perfect sense when you know anything about Yano's character and also made a lot of sense when you know anything about everyone in this match. And that's that's just, again, it just ended up being so much fun and it had no reason to be. And we didn't even, like, again, we weren't even clear for the reasoning of the match. But that's one of those things that just makes New Japan so unique is their willingness to just do what other people won't do or don't do. So it, it was just awesome. It was really, really awesome. Uh, and I, I thought it was a great way to, to start the show, even though it was just like 13 minutes and nothing really serious happened. It was still uh, a great way to kick things off. I agree. I mean, we got to see Despy versus Suzuki for a couple minutes. Right. That was fun. But then, you know, all hell broke loose. Right. The second match of the night was um, Akira. Yeah. Yeah, Francisco uh, Akira and Hanare and Jeff Cobb taking on Show, Yujiro, and Evil. Right. So And uh, Jeff Cobb picked up the victory doing a tour of, uh, tour of the islands on Show with Dick, Dick Togo, Togo on, on his, his back. back. That the Jeff Cobb spots in this match was just insanely good. Once he got in the ring, the match really just got fun out of nowhere. But yeah, man, uh, like you said, hitting the tour of the islands with Togo riding his back, magnificent spot. And this, you know, pretty much after dominating House of Torture here, Catch Twenty Two will now, after I think Akira after the match accepted the challenge of Kevin Knight and Kushida. So that that was, that that would be the next. Uh, challenges for the Super Junior heavy, Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that'll happen somewhere down the line. I'm sure there's a date for it by now, but, yeah, you'll know, you'll see it, New Japan fans. So just keep stay posted, check the schedule like we always do. <laughs> I agree. All right, third match of the night. Um, this, is, this is where, I'm just going to say, this is where the pregnancy hit in. This was this morning. But for some reason, I was just, like, bone tired, and I fell asleep. So I missed a lot of it. Um, but LIJ's Bushi, Shingo Takagi, and Naito took on just five guys, Doki, Kanemaru, and Taichi, with Kanemaru picking up the victory against Bushi with a figure four leg lock. Yeah, uh, it was a great – by the way, great teamwork, too, because it wasn't just the lock. The figure four leg lock made him tap, but eventually Doki would do a foot stomp while he was locked into the leg lock that really um, made Bushi be like, you know, I'm going to give up. This ain't worth <laughs> it. This ain't worth it. Everyone in LIJ ended up in submissions, uh, you know, with Doki, even putting the Doki Chokey on, on Naito and letting oh, it. I he, saw that. He part. held on to that, you know, held on to it. Rubbed, you know, rubbed it in, challenged Naito, it seems like, uh, to a one-on-one match at some point. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll see that. Who knows? But, you know, five guys have been adamant about changing things in New Japan. And, again, a group that seemed to be full of losers are now showing everyone that they mean business. So, again, I have no problem with this. Doki fighting Naito one-on-one after his actions here will be uh, nice to see. Because, again, you don't necessarily get a chance to see people like Naito fighting Super Juniors, uh, especially in a one-on-one format like that, seriously. And uh, Tai Chi... Again, uh, 
maybe uh, should be in line the way it looks to take on Shingo for KLPW again. You know, that, and they had great clashes over that belt in, already in the past, but maybe with the just five guys, you know, branding, maybe this is maybe this be the time for being reinvigorated. Chachi to take it over. Yeah, you know, who knows? And but, maybe he can hold it out for the whole year. Right, and actually be awarded the champion, yeah. But five guys made a statement with their performance in this one, so I really enjoyed it. Also, Dougie's outfit was dope. I love, I love, I love when the you know, the outfits are all flamboyant and dramatic. It's a big show, you know. They look they, a lot of times, you know, try to pull out some of your best. Except Naito, because it's not a big match. Yeah. T-shirts only. Look, you you can only get do. so much out of Naito. Same thing in uh in, in DC, I believe. T-shirts only, guys. T-shirts You're only. not big enough for uh no shirt Naito. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the fourth match, of the, fourth match of the night. We had Master Wato, Hikuleo, and Tamatanga taking on ELP, Kenta, and David Finley. Yeah, the entire New Japan Cup tour. Uh, and I know you was going to give the finish, but before you even get there, the entire New Japan Cup tour has been clouded in Bullet Club, you know, <laughs> turmoil. There's been yeah. a major disagreement between yes, Finley and ELP philosophy-wise or just in general. Pretty much. But, yeah, go ahead to finish. So, ELP picked up the victory with a CR2 on Master Watto. So, yeah, as far as the match goes, it was a really fun. It became a fantastic six-man contest, like you said, as as match as the match continued on. Watto had some really good moments to shine. The crowd were really into it. But he jumped right into the sudden death super kick, which set up the finish. And, uh, again, you know, after this match, Finley decides to take advantage of an opportunity. Hit, hit gets the open weight belt, you know, takes out Tomatonga with it. Uh, and after you know, Fikaleo, of course, defending his brother. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets chopped blocked, and then Kenta takes him out with the belt. So again, you know, they're they're standing holding the championships, and they continue their attack. But eventually, ELP, who has not joined the beatdown, jumps in, and uh, he tries to stop them. Uh, but then finally, uh, the blows are finally thrown between Finley and ELP. And after ELP was dropped by Finley, he fires back. And they, you know, they have Kenta, you have Gato trying to separate them uh, all the way to the point to where we get Kenta finally delivering the blow and turning on his, you know, someone we looked at as, as on his side in this situation mm-hmm. was Kenta. And same thing with uh, Taji Ishimura, who ran down, seemed like he was going to make the save as Bullet Club was was tearing up ELP but he came in and gave the final little I think it was a dick kick to be in particular so just just to make it even worse <laughs> what does Michael Cole uh, say vintage Taiji right 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 to make it even worse and honestly as, much, as happy as I was to see Taiji I had no doubt in my mind that he was gonna turn to oh, he's so because evil. he's just yeah he's never he's never done anything he's not he's completely the opposite ELP has been getting over more over with the crowd you heard the ELP chance even in this one so again like Taiji has been Taiji is like like people like Taiji Shibor, but they've never he's never been to the point to where he's trying to care about whatever the people think. He's not been he's always been bone soldier, selfish Taiji Shibor. Uh through through every iteration he's been a part of Bullet Club. He was there when uh Kenny was the leader, Jay, and I just again, loyalty uh, to to even I don't know if it's David Finn, I don't know if it's just the Bullet Club, I don't know if it's to the money, to Gato, whatever it is. To just the lifestyle. Yeah, maybe they just love the lifestyle. Maybe that's why Chase and them just follows along, never 
rocking the boat. But yeah, man, the Bullet Club finally uh, forces ELP out for, for insubordination. I would say probably that should be that should be the the, the term that yeah. caused it. He did not support Finley being the leader, and uh, mm. you know ELP, like I said, more and more popular with the fans. The people in Japan love him. Uh, he's about having a good time while Finley is way more serious, as I mentioned in the past. And uh, with Jay and Juice, Juices Robinson's recent Bullet Club Gold announcement on AEW, uh, it, it really makes you believe, or at least makes you think that Forbidden Door could have a Bullet Club Civil War on its hands. But, uh, you know, whether it's between Finley and Jay White or whether ELP's future in Japan is now in question, maybe he could be going to AEW, or maybe he's coming back uh, to Japan and he's gonna, you know, be a legit babyface, not even in, having anything to do with Bullet Club. Who knows? But uh, again, either way it goes, I'm really, really interested in what they have going. And after this, Finley was really, really adamant about saying this is his club. It was no more dancing around it. Mm-hmm. He is the leader. It's his era now. Uh, you know, to steal a line from from Jay White. Uh, and he's firmly in charge of the Bullet Club, at least the Japanese part of it. Well, and it's a like I said, Bullet Club in general to me is a mess right now. Yeah, they're really bo- they're really bordering on NWO, black and white versus red and black type of stuff. And that that by the way, I think if anyone remembered, that was not good booking. If you want to go back, I can tell you it was not the best stuff. So uh, I really hope the Bullet Club can finally get something figured out. Even if you do have different chapters in the uh, in different countries, it'll be dope if they could be the only wrestling organization who can make that work. Like legitly, now, mm-hmm. now United Empire are building because they have they have wrestlers in other promotions too already. But what I'm trying to say is that to be repping Bullet Club in an American promotion heavily with numbers, and then also having them in at Ring of Honor, having them at New Japan Strong, having them in Japan. I mean that that is something, but it's it's tough. It's gonna to be tough to do, obviously, because they can't. They even in, even in just Japan, they can't go a year without fighting. <laughs> Or trying to kick out a leader or something. So I mean, the Bullet Club is a mess. Wouldn't but it, it's wouldn't an entertaining it, mess. Wouldn't it be poetic for like the ten years of its existence to be the the end of it? Like it's been ten years since the Bullet Club mm-hmm. was formed. Like it would just be, it would just do something for it to be like, all right, we've had ten years. We've we got we got a good decade out of it. It's time to it's time to let go. Right. Also, ELP got to whoop Dave ass. I'm sorry. Right, they have the. That's what I'm saying. Even if it, if it ended up being a civil war for Ben Door or not, that's just fantasy book. Well, all I know is for Japan, yes, ELP needs some. He needs some revenge. I agree. All right, the fifth match of the night with the 60 minute time limit, we had the IWGP Women Women's Championship match. It was a three way match. We had Mercedes Monet versus AZM versus Azumi. Azumi, don't Where's do the this. I? It, it, you don't need that. It, okay. it, AZM is right, but don't say that. Azumi, that's my little, bad. That's literally her whole problem with Mercedes. I'm, I'm Mercedes reading. Because Mercedes keep disrespecting her and said AZM. Don't worry. I just, it was a great time to explain that, but go ahead. Again, I was asleep. And uh, Hazuki. And yes. again, and you won't be the only one. Trust me. Anyone who don't know, anyone who don't watch stardom are going in there, especially if they're from this side of the earth, they're going to say AZM. So I'm not trying to correct you. For, oh, I get to look it. A certain type I'm, of way. I'm, I'm used, just saying. I'm used to like a vowel being there or something. Right, right. I need to see what she what she has written out in the kanji. She, is it just A Z M in the kanji? It's, it's literally just. This. Okay, this is a personal thing then. Azumi. 
Yeah, she corrects people all the time. Go ahead. Oh, but wait, yeah. wait, wait. Mercedes picking up the, the victory with the moneymaker on Azumi. But that's also how a lot of the stardom Joshi stands who uh who who are all around the Twitter. Yes, they will jump on you, you noob. That's probably what they will start calling you. Uh, if the if they if Ooh. they heard you say AZM because you you're not you're not you're not you're not real stardom. I think some people judging Mercedes because she said it at her initial press conference. You know, again, even whether she meant it or not, I love how she's turned it into a thing. It Bruh. worked. I mean, they if turned you, it if into you look a thing. At it and I love on it. paper, where where a lot of people you know first see her name, I I can understand. I can yes. understand. But again, it's more so as a shot. It's not a shot at you. You're, not, you're a new fan. They don't I care know. about you. I'm saying it's a shot at Mercedes. Like, you want to come to Japan, you want to come to Stardom because of all these names, but you don't even know the one of the brightest stars. That's what they're saying. You don't, ah, you don't realize that it's not AZ. If you watch Stardom, you would know it's not AZ because every time you come out, they're going to say, Azumi. Fair enough. Same thing with this match. If you did not, if you're not, if you're not unfortunately fall asleep, you would have heard Kevin Kelly and Chris Charlton say, Azumi. Anyway, like I was saying, this is I I'm I was familiar with Azumi, uh uh at least from clips and all of that. This is my first entire match that I've ever seen from her. But her speed, her talent, that you and that and at that young age has been raved about by many stardom fans. You know, and so I, I, I kinda was familiar with her. Uh this is my first time watching Hazuki, and she, like I said, really impressed me with her, you know, tenacity and the way that she took advantage of a lot of the, not only this opportunity to get in this match, but she was taking advantage of opportunities to try to steal this victory too. So I really enjoyed that. But, you know, I just really sat back and I'm just watching them do what they do best because, again, they already have a set repertoire. Everything else is already planned. I love that Chris and Kevin did a really good job of giving us more information, more background information about Azumi and Hazuki, helping you understand their style if you were unfamiliar with them. You know, they're both uh, in, like, well, Azumi is the high-speed champion. It's all about getting things done really fast. Like, she she went she finished most of her matches under 10 minutes. She has She's, like, a great flash pin that she surprises people with. She's just unbelievably fast. Everything she does, she did a dive in this match all the way to the floor that would, I, I don't know, I, like she jumped to, up to the turnbuckle so easily. It was just, she's a prodigy. And I, I don't know if they even have to call her that because she's been doing it 10 years now. But again, unbelievably good. Hazuki the same way. She's on 25 herself. So it's kind of like why Mercedes after the match was saying, you know, you guys are the future, but I'm the now. And, uh, you know, so again, it worked. It really, really worked. Uh, Again, the match was just unbelievable. All three of them looked incredible. The timing was on point for the most part. The selling was great. Uh, the match really had it all. It had a, a little bit of everything. And uh, it was everything I expected and more. You know, so, you know, Mercedes wins, but everyone won in this match. And, you know, now we're going to get Mercedes versus the icon of stardom, Mayu Iwatani. Icon versus Living Legend, April 23rd. You know, subscribe to Stardom. Go check them out. They're going to be fighting in Yokohama. So, uh, it's going to be a big-time match, man. Like, again, like I, how can I make it any bigger than Living Legend versus the Icon? Ooh, I'm excited. Okay. Next up, six match, sixth match of the night, 15-minute time limit for the New Japan Pro Wrestling World TV Championship. We've got Zack Sabre Jr. versus Shota Umino. Now, I was woke... I, I was woke at least for like 
the second half of this match. I yep, feel that's like. about time you woke up, I guess. It was good. And uh we had we had Zach retaining the title with a they called it a jackknife hold, but basically it was like a counterpin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh but he he really took advantage of Shoulder's mistake there at the end. But firstly, Shoulder has the best entrance in New Japan. I mean, he just radiates so much star power when he comes through the through the crowd, and you never know exactly which door he's gonna be coming from. They show him walking backstage to come out. So again, he just feels completely different than any other entrance in New Japan right now. So I just wanted to give a shout out to Dad, and uh, you know, again, this was you know for someone who's really getting started, he's really unbelievable. He earned his shot after beating Zach in the New Japan Cup. And, you know, so could he do it again in 15 minutes? That was pretty much the question here. And I I, I haven't not, I have not, I have not not liked, and I just did double negative, you guys. But again, I've I've enjoyed every TV title match that Zack Sabre Jr. has done so far. Uh, honestly, I, I'm just going to say it. He's the best wrestler in the world to me. I don't think it's a style he can't wrestle. And I think if you put him in there with a plastic bag, he can make it entertaining. <laughs> Honestly, I really do. I, I believe that uh, in that, especially in this format, in the fifteen minute time limit, he can make it one of the most compelling matches you've ever seen. And the, the, and honestly, I think that's why he is this champion. You got to remember these TV matches are being offered for free on YouTube, on free for New Japan World. Do you know why they do that? It's because they know that Zack Style can make you fall in love with New Japan Pro Wrestling mm-hmm. quickly. It doesn't take; it only takes one, in my opinion, really one 15-minute match, and you'll be like, "Nah, that was damn good." And I think this is another one of those matches like that. You know, uh, I loved it so much. You know, he won, like you said, he survived with the jackknife cover, but he still was able to put Shota Umino over in a big way because you heard Rio Goku. They were on their feet, and they really thought Shoulder had it won. Or I at least, thought Shoulder you know, won. Yeah, exactly. You, He made you believe that he had it won. So thought Zach, he had it. I was firmly again, behind him. Incredible. Yeah, of course, with the Death Rider and the, the Rampage like DDT he did, and then you have uh, going for the other one, which kind of costed him. Uh, and I do love Chris Charlton pointing out, maybe Shoulder needs something else. The Death Rider works, but again, maybe to get to that next level, he got to have a finish of his own, and I really love that. I love that. You know, he's really, really good right now, and using the Death Rider is fine. But if he want to get to championship level, he's going to have to kind of do uh, what someone will be talking about later is done, and that is go find another Some move. soul searching. Yeah, get something new to add to that repertoire to surprise people with. So I, I think that'll be something you'll see later on down the line. Right now, he's still putting all the pieces together mm-hmm. and uh, figuring everything out. But Shota Umino is the man. Like, I don't care what nobody say. Right, and per the comments, it looks like if if Zach still has the title after this weekend, um, which he does, he beat Tom. He beat Tom. Don't spoil things, man. We come on now. He beat Tom. I'm not reviewing Collision, so I can spoil it. <laughs> he beat Tom. <laughs> what do you want me to say? So Jeff Cobb is is <laughs> said to be Zach's next opponent for the television championship. All right, the seventh match of the night is the IWGP Tag Team Championship match. We had B. Shimon versus Ozzy Open with Ozzy Open picking up the victory with a Coriolis mm-hmm. on Goto for the pin. Bro, like, so after that performance in the New Japan Cup, 
I had pretty much was like, you know what? Give Ozzy open the world. You know, just whatever. Make let them do whatever they want. They are damn good. And this match right here against the tag champs was just another showcase of just how special of a team they are. And it also showed me that the people in Ryu Goku, at least them, at least, I don't know about everyone who watches New Japan, but at least the people in Ryu Goku, they agree with me. Give Ozzy Open the world. Because, man, the, the Ozzy Open chants were, were very loud. They they did it at least two times. I know they were chanting for Ozzy Open openly. And, like, again, I'm not saying the Ozzy Open are the heels because United Empire aren't really heels, but at the same time, Bishamon is definitely who you would expect to be the one getting most of the support. That ain't what happened here. Uh, but this was a banger, man. Uh, they are undeniably good. Both teams are in this situation, but really Aussie Open, because, again, they had a lot of moments to shine. It kind of felt like an Aussie Open greatest hits match, man. Uh, like I said, the crowd was on fire throughout it, and it was deservingly, and they, they deserved it. Like, the match was really that physical. It was fast-paced. Because, again, I could not believe it when they when towards the end before they hit Coriolis, the guy was saying it's just been 15 minutes. I'm like, are you kidding me? Everyone is losing their mind like this? And mm-hmm. then like, and this match is feeling this great? And it was only 15 minutes? Like, that's just special. It's just special. Credit to all four guys. I, I wrote down instant classic. That's how fun this was to watch. So, yeah, new tag team champs. Ozzy Open. Congrats, guys. You know, they deserve it. And... Forbidden Door, if we can get FTR versus Ozzy Open again. We'll see who the real best tag team Let's in the do world it. is. Let's do it, man. All right. The eighth match of the night, we had the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship on the line. Your guy. My guy, Hiromu. No, Robbie Eagles. My guy, Hiromu. No, your guy, Robbie Eagles. Defeated Robbie Eagles with when, a time bomb number two. When that turn called left bullet club, you argued me down. I said he didn't fit with them. You are down. Right. You defending him. No, oh, but then he leave chaos. You don't. You, you ain't have nothing to say about that. Just a double. I told you he was a fraud or turncoat, but you don't want to hear that. Look, he gonna lead TMDK too at some point. He's just gonna drop we them don't, like we a don't bad. We don't see hat. him enough. We don't see him enough for me to care. All right. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear that. You love Robbie Eagles. I you do always not. defending him. Anyway, uh, let me this check. Match. What, what's his attire? It depends on what he wore. Nah, you know I don't like I don't like people that don't wear pants. He been stopped wearing pants anyway. And that's when I stopped caring about him. The, this match was a war. Hiromu barely survives Robbie, man. I mean, Robbie was on his ass, and I mean that literally. Like he was just he would not let him go anywhere. He was trying to lock in that uh, leg lock. Uh, what does he call it? God dang it! They kept repeating it. And I couldn't get it. It's up. It's the special. You know what I'm talking about. He kept doing the leg lock. I can't think of the name. Ron Miller. Ron Miller. There you go. Ron Miller, the guy who taught taught it to him, I believe. The Ron Miller special, of course. Uh, so yeah. Uh, he kept just spamming it because he was just trying to. He was trying to. Uh, I think Haramu had a comment before that match that his knees were made of steel. Well, he got to stop doing were, it. <laughs> trust me, Robbie was testing to see if that was true. Uh, but you know, again, Robbie has had his number. You know, has had Hiromu's number for a lot, you know, a lot over the years. You know, he made him tap a while ago. Uh, you know, and took the title from him. I, I don't want to. I don't want to get the year wrong, so I don't want to say that. But I know it was in the Metro, uh, the uh, the MetLife or the Metro Dome, or whatever. It was a big dome match. He tapped out right in the middle of the ring. I remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is, he always had uh, always had a tough time beating Robbie. And you could just see the way, like I said, with how much control Robbie had in this match, 
that uh yeah man uh he was really trying to make and then he wouldn't take the victory he had he had many moments where he could have pinned uh Haramu, yeah, but he, he wanted to he make wanted him, him tap, tap. Mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh my goodness like he's trying to torture poor Haramu, but uh Haramu's determined he's really determined not only determined to win this one but he's determined to break that defense record he's a long ways away from 12 defenses so the fact that he struggled to get the third win like this really makes me wonder if he will even make it to 12 uh, but yeah, man, this was like I said. Robbie brought all Hiromu could handle, and uh, Hiromu somehow survived and came back and hit him with the time bomb too. He he won, and uh, this was really this is as close as to perfection when it comes to a title defense, in my opinion, as you can get because you take everything your challenger gives you, like and like all like literally everything he got, and then you still somehow can hit your finisher and win in the end. It's just mm-hmm. it was a great defense for. Uh, for Hiromu and he survived so I have nothing to say but good things about this match it was a really really good match I don't know if it was better than that tag match but it was right there it was insane it it was right there man yeah okay the final match of the night everything that you know we've all been waiting for since the New Japan Cup finals Mm -hmm. it's the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship match Kazuchika Okada versus Sonata with Sonata picking up the victory on Okada with a, a nice little combination of uh, moves for a pinfall victory. They didn't write deadfall? They did. Okay, good. I was about to say, how y'all, how you going to finally come up with a name for this DDT and they didn't put it down? I didn't say it because I don't remember. I didn't hear. I didn't hear what it was called, okay? I, that's I, what I'm saying. They didn't put deadfall? They, I didn't know what it was. It was for me. Oh, okay. Okay, gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. Anyway, uh, coming into this, I believe Sonata, like I, I just believe he had to win this match. Like I said, to make all these changes he made, leaving Lij, making everything he's uh, been saying about truly changing New Japan, to make all that come true, he really had to beat Okada here. It means nothing if he lost again, and Okada felt like every change he made was it didn't matter. It was not enough to beat him and. But from the, as soon as the entrance happened and you saw Sonata's new look, the uh, the the new gear, the the new robe, all of that, it just it kind of just it just felt different. It was like that cold skull of Lij. This is not him. This is someone else right here. This is you know this is just five guys. This is Sonata, and you know uh, again in his in his, in his case it felt like to change New Japan, he truly had to change himself first. And, uh, man, this match just became so good. And as a Sonata fan who's seen pretty much all of his encounters with Okada and have been watching him since he was basically just a tag specialist in the LIJ, you just couldn't, you couldn't, I couldn't help but sit back and be like a proud father here. You know, and, uh, you know, watching these two, uh, and then not, not only that, not only watching them, but watch, listening to the people. Because the people is another great sign. Like, Okada has been in, in situations where there's been guys that seemed like they were going to overcome him, even Naito, where the whole entire crowd were, were rooting for the other guy and not Okada. And uh, and again, and I don't know if they ever – I still don't know if it was anywhere near as loud as that, them people in Ryugoku was for Sonata and how much they wanted him to win here tonight to complete his story. And again, uh, you know, he would not be denied, you know, as the match continued to go on. Okada uh, at many times seemed to have it won. He was trying to disrespect Sonata. He kept doing the damn money clip like oh. he was going to make Sonata tap, like he was a young lion or something. Like even Chris Charlton said, he must really think Sonata's a chump, basically. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically what he was implying because it's like, 
That's exactly what you're doing. Like you won't even go for the rainmaker. You want to and all that? You gonna just you just gonna make you just gonna make him pass out, huh? But as the match went on, he kind of you could see Okada was frustrated. He was like, oh, "Yo, what is mad. going on?" So now you you usually go down by now. Like, this like is what like, is this? What's going? The people were against him. The it just felt different. Like again, all those changes that Sonata was talking about felt like they were in effect here towards the end of this match. And uh, I was glued to every move here. Uh, again, that that sequence towards the end that that led to the. The final deadfall. After you know, he hit a a, a Muda, uh, shining, shining wizard. wizard. He hit a Muda shining wizard. But then Okada, after uh, taking that, reversed uh, Sonata's attempt at this first attempt at deadfall and turned it into a, a landslide. So you know what happens after landslide. Usually when he hits landslide or the Emerald Flosion that he was going for, it's all he's about to go for the rainmaker. It's done. He's been every mm-hmm. time he hit that combination. Sonata waited to the very last minute when he's about to hit that, that rainmaker and turned it right into the deadfall DDT. And he just, exactly. It was perfect. Dropped him right on his head. And again, the new move that he made to made to beat Okada. That's what it felt like because it was the perfect reversal for the rainmaker. So again, it told the story of his progression. You know, in the past, all he had was his moon sauce. The moon sauce didn't work, by the way. Okada they did kicked not. Out. You know what I mean? Uh, Scullion didn't work, by the way. So all you know, the, his old tricks did not work. But the thing that did work was the newest trick that he made. The thing that he, that in my opinion, he made to beat Okada was the deadfall, and it worked. I was still when I watched it live. You remember? I woke you up that night. Mm-hmm. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, he did it. I can't believe he did. I was so happy that he did. I was still pleasantly surprised because, again, that's how dominant Okada is. Even though the story made perfect sense, especially after what happened to Cody right before that, yeah. I still wasn't sure. I was like, Sonata might get hold. If Cody got hold, everybody going to get hold, right? Right. And then, exactly. Now they disrespecting one of my favorites, Hiroki Goto, saying if he loses this match, he's Goto. And I'm just like, damn, what a diss. Yeah. Like, y'all, y'all don't have to do Goto like that. I know that he just, he's won everything but the world title, but that's not fair. It's just not fair at all. Goto still has a really good career. Like, if they, I don't know about, I don't know if they, they don't do the, the whole big gimmicky Hall of Fame that WWE do, but if they had a New Japan Hall of Fame, Goto, Goto deserve it, okay? Yeah, he come on, make, man. He's had, he's had a long All those damn New Japan Cups he won. I know he didn't win the title match, but he won the Cups. The G1. Come on, man. He put the G and G1, they used to say. Anyway, um, this is you not about Goto. This is about this is not about Goto. This is about Sonata finally being crowned, finally living up to that potential. Me and you both said it. We told you about. As a matter of fact, we both called it. I wish we had a podcast back when we first started watching it because because I'm telling you, back then when we watched the Evil and Sonata used to tag when they tagged him, or when they every now and then would split up in these tournaments and fight people like Okada or fight mm-hmm. some of these fight people like Tanahashi. We said Evil and Sonata would both be world champions, and look what happened. Evil kind of went on the wrong end of that. <laughs> And it's more of a joke. He was in the second he, match tonight while he, Sonata is here in the main event. He went astray. Having his moment. Yeah, Evil kind of went astray. But again, Sonata is here, finally here. Like Okada said, it took him long enough. But, uh, man, uh, I have to say, a new star is born for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like, they have a new top guy. Yeah, every picture he's taking now, he looks like a, a damn ambassador for the company. He does. Oh, my <laughs> You don't gosh. look anything like the Sonata I used to know. And you, you, you know, so. You saying it's only been eight days since he, he won the title. I've seen that man post on Instagram every day with a new person doing taking some, some type, type of, of different, picture with yeah, the belt or ambassadorship. Yeah. Like, he has been out here. 
So shout out to Sonata. He got the clean cut look. He wearing suits now. Got his shit. He was always he was always kind of drippy, but he looked homeless and drippy back in the day when he had his beard and Lij and stuff. But now, now he look you know he's like a company man, like somebody yes. you want. You know, somebody you want on the front of your your, your promotions and stuff. That's, you know, that's that's the man that uh, Vince and Triple H wanted to right. steal. <laughs> right, exactly. Sponsorships. So again, uh, Hiromu came out afterwards because again, Hiromu has a thing. If you turn on Lij, he's going to try to challenge you afterwards. That seemed to be. You gotta get. You gotta get it back. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get it back. Exactly. Exactly. But Sonata was like, whoa, 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 little fella. That's basically how he did it. That is not how he did it. <laughs> he now. basically was like, whoa, 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 little fella. That is not how. You have other business truth. to take care of. He, it feels like that because he's like, hold on, how you just going to challenge me, the heavyweight champion? De- no, defend your, life, your, your junior heavyweight champion against my junior heavyweight guy, Uncle Nobu. You know what I'm saying? Then I'll let you fight me if you can beat Nobu. <laughs> It don't matter. It doesn't matter if he beat Nobu. He still gets the match because it's already booked. Sonata versus uh, Romu for Duntaku. So that's going to happen at Duntaku. Ren Narita pulled up on Okada, on Okada right after his loss and was like, nah, you remember what you did to me, bitch? Yeah. Ren, <laughs> I, want, Ren, I want that get back. Ren Narita was like, I need that get back. Whatever you ready, former champion. <laughs> oh, no, he didn't say that. <laughs> yes, he came right to Okada's face like, nah. My young ones, What's I, up? I'm so proud. I, I always knew Ren would, would be spicy. Ren Narita is not playing. No, he, he ain't playing oh. with none of these dudes. Like, he took that personally. That beat down Tana and Okada gave him. Ren Narita took it personally. And he's only going after Okada. No one's going. They're not going after Tanahashi. Well, you know, we got some news. Tanahashi broke his rib. Ah, that's what it was. I didn't see or hear what the injury was. He just yeah. said about twenty minutes ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he can't wrestle. Uh, this is another show that they're doing, I think, or something yeah. else they're doing tonight. Yeah, it's a continuation of the Collision thing. Okay, so another Collision show. Okay, mm-hmm. gotcha. So yeah, he won't be on the second Collision show card. But uh, yeah, but I'm just saying uh, that you know what though, I, I'm I'm blame something. It's not just it's not old age while he getting hurt. <laughs> it's like it's the inconsistent uh thing. You know, he going from. You know, he ain't this the first time he ain't participating in the New Japan Cup or was it on is. the whole tour. Yeah. You know, he only fought that match in America for against Okada. Then and he then he took most of the tour off. Matches. Yeah, then he had a couple matches, right? It's like it's not consistent that he used to. That's probably why. But you know, it's also wrestling. So don't it's also wrestling. Like That's you true. get hurt every day, right? So yeah. But that was Sakura Genesis, man. New Japan is back. All that's the that's the consensus. All my everybody I know who follow New Japan. All the even the commentators with the full house of the crowd because that was a, it was a packed house in there Ryu Goku man in the sumo hall, oh, but man. they all was like New Japan is back man the pandemic really really uh affected how they could put on shows and I really thought they I still thought they were doing the best they could and a good job especially with the circumstances but man this felt like pre 2020 man this felt like 2019 this felt like 2018 one of the best years in new japan history this felt like you know what i mean again point pun you know my point you get you get it, it. it, feel, it feels completely different new japan is back they have returned from their metaphorical grave and i am happy it was just a hiatus Right, I'm really, really happy for, to to them. As a matter of fact, you can tell by the fact that they're running these collision shows in America. They are like I told James the other day. They're stepping on all these other promotions. Nick, some type of show every other week. Yes, <laughs> they don't the- care. We got something going on because, like I said, in the in, next week uh, on the twenty, uh, like the twenty third, 
down to like the 30th or 31st, I think. They got shows in Japan. Mm-hmm. So, like, they are going hard, man. And I, like I said, I, I have to keep up with it. That's what I love about it, you know. Uh, they have a lot of title matches coming up that won't be on the main card for Don Taku. Or at least they don't look like they'll be there. So, it's, you know, you got some important road two shows for a change. Or at least road two main events. There's going to be some important main events on those shows. So, you know. New Japan is in a really good position right now. Uh, I saw somebody make a really good point. You can make the case that they probably had the most consistent and best tag team wrestling all year. You know, and that's foul because what Bishamon was doing uh, with, with whoever you put him in the ring with, along with what Ozzy Open is doing now, it, you can argue that. They they just, they've been on another level in a lot of ways. Mercedes has been killing it in every spot that she's been put in. I can't wait to see what she do. And start on what she do after this, or what, whatever is next around the board for New Japan. It's just exciting, exciting times for us New Japan fans. And yeah, I just wanted to do a pod about it. I honestly, that's it. I just wanted to get my thoughts out there. Finally, uh, put something together for you guys talking about uh, soccer Genesis. For everyone who checked out the YouTube video, saw what we had to say about WrestleMania, or watched, uh, listened to the Dubinar podcast, heard my comments there. I appreciate you. Uh, for that, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah. Also, everyone, bear with us because the May is gonna be hell, May. and the rest of April really can can probably be lumped in there too. But really, I can guarantee you that May is going to be hell. Yes. So I'm, you know, we'll see what has to happen. If I have to Im- impose another brief stop or just do a the those pods for the next few months or whatever will probably just be life updates because these are some of the most important times in our life. Not not only welcoming the new child, but trying to get moving together. It's just it's a lot of stuff going on, and maybe we'll all we'll sit down either maybe like I said I don't know if I can make us do it during or it'd probably be best if I, we sat down and try to explain everything going on in our life in like one big pod once we finally get settled. But honestly, since that's so in the air. I can't even promise you that. So, only thing I'm gonna say is that understand that we have a lot going on. If I read off that list, I probably like again, I could do a whole pod on it, on what we got going on. Yes, yes, I really could. But uh, yeah, you hearing it from me, mind the money. You hearing it here on the platform. Uh, we got a lot going on, so just bear with us. You know, stay posted. If the uploads are not as frequent or whatever, you know why. It's because moving have a baby on the way yes a lot of life updates i'm gonna do my best to keep you guys posted either myself maybe even if it's just a quick you know monologue type of podcast or whatever where i'm just talking to you guys whatever it is that i have to do to try to keep this thing going i will do it but we have to get placed in our next place of residence so we're gonna work on that we're also gonna work on delivering our daughter to the world and yeah, this was Sakura Genesis. Anything else? Oh no, I need to go take a, a nap again. So, all right. Well, adios.